Now, I've had a difficult beginning with UKW Mayhem, because it was on Wednesday night, and um, that was when Ignite was on. Wednesday night, Ignite, you see? And then Mayhem was Monday, and I thought that it would be Mayhem Monday. And it wasn't. Ignite was moved to Monday, and it just seemed like Mayhem for UKW was a little bit more of an important programme than Ignite. Now, I haven't been um, covering UKW very much. That will change in the new year. There are a lot of other um, wrestling programmes and promotions out there that welcome me into reviewing them and interviewing their people. That's always an issue, ain't it? So some of them welcome me doing that, and that's nice. But I will come back to UKW in the new year. And to prepare myself for that, I had a look at this compilation, a compilation, as my great friend Steve, who's no longer with us, sadly, would have said, uh, of mayhem. And it's the early days of mayhem, really, because it's Brett. Brett Hadley, the host of UKW, who's now working on Showdown, not Mayhem and a thing. No, I don't think he does, does he? Um, And Sid Phoenix, the one Sid Phoenix, sitting next to him. And these matches here just make me remember how good UKW can be. Because first you've got a six-pack challenge. Or a six-way challenge? Six-pack challenge, isn't it? For the, is it number one contendership? It doesn't really matter because it's sort of in a vacuum. And what you've got is Joe Sedgwick versus Case and Riley versus Ian Creed versus J. Ray Lewis versus Momentum versus, and they are all versus this gentleman, Rex Savage, because they need to work together to beat the man down. Now, early on they do, and Savage just throws them all off. So I presume they were thinking, well, we tried it, it didn't work. So you've got Savage pressing Lewis and throwing him outside onto everyone else over the top rope. What will later happen is Rex will be on the outside. Lewis will jump on Rex, try to talk to him because they had a bit of a, of a kind of relationship at this time. Rex will then military press him from the floor, which of course is higher, over the top rope onto everyone who's standing there, so the lovely reverse, they will then throw Lewis back to Rex Savage, who will grab him, and won't throw him back, unfortunately, will um, just slam him, or it's a urinagi, I think, onto the, onto the apron. I mean, what a lovely, lovely spot. It's fabulous. You've got Mo and Joe, Mo and Joe, stereo drop kicks, with, with Savage having to bail after that, or wanting to bail, or the impetus taking him out of the ring. J-Row counter-destroyer is lovely. Savage double chokeslam, of course. And then Joe gets the knees up when, when Momentum tries his split-legged moonsault. Kaysen hits a blue thunderbomb. Joe tries that on Kaysen as well and succeeds. Mo then breaks it up with a meteora. It's lovely. And then Creed, Ian, digs into J-Row's ear, eats it, savors it, and then makes J-Row eat it as well. That's not very nice, Ian. Momentum gets the eat the feet in, hits a split-legged moonsault. And then a go to sleep to Case and Riley for the pin. And it was blooming marvellous. Now, for episode three, you've got Evan Knight, who was spelling his name correctly in those days. Now it's N-I-T-E, isn't it? There was a G and an H in there at this point. And Sketch versus Kaysen. 
Riley and Brett Sedgwick, who were not called Level Up then. Level Up by at that, that point. But you could see they had real synchronicity together. Now, you do get those sketch revved up back kicks. You get a nasty Evan Knight face buster. These two are great and have really come on leaps and bounds, you know. Casey and Brett, this is lovely. An electric chair blockbuster. Yeah, so Casey holds him in position. Or it might not be, it might be, it might not be a, a, an electric chair because that's around the neck, isn't it? I think he was holding him in the heart attack position, you know, for, the, for their finishing manoeuvre. And then off the top comes Brett with the blockbuster, which is just lovely. And then the casing, case, casing, case, case, casing, the casing, his finisher. You know, Casey's finisher holds on to, I think it was Evan Knight. Brett got off the top front for the pin. That was beautiful and quite right too. Now, the, I mean, there's a bit of shenanigans here, isn't there? Leonie Rolls has got round the, the clock belt. She, she's the general manager of Ignite at this time. They were still messing around with this at this time, it looks like. And Red Brocco is her opponent. Now, he doesn't really want to do much damage to Leonie, it doesn't look like. And I remember seeing this match it, it, in, when it was when it was first on and not really enjoying it. I'm enjoying it more seeing it now because, of course, hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? And um, Leonie Rose uses the ropes. She puts her you know, body through the ropes for prevarication quite a lot to start with. Not surprised, really. There's a Brocco clothesline and a rather gentle slam and Leonie Rose bails. Then a drop toe hold uh, to, to Brocco, who seems out of it. So bro- drop toe hold to... Um, that one of the buckles, he does seem really out of it, I must say. Then Brocco does a strange move where he ties up the legs of Leone and you expect him to do something else, like a surfboard or a, a figure four. doesn't do anything with it, almost as if he's thinking, I really don't want to hurt this person. Uh, although, I mean, UKW have been fantastic, certainly over the past year, of having matches with men and women, if I can use that phrase, and not actually mentioning it. I know I am now, but they should be bigged up for that because they don't even say, and look, here's a man fighting a woman, if I can use that phrase. So, you know, it's great. Anyway, out comes Chris Castle to distract. Leone is rather distracted by it a bit more than Red Brocco, and he manages to get the win from that kerfuffle. So he is, at that point, the round-the-clock champion. I remember that very well. Then we finish with episode 10, which is Tommy Dillon coming out to defend his hardcore belt against Joe Sedgwick. This is when Tommy fell down the ramp. He was angry. He was cheesed off in a kind of heel way. I like that a lot. And there's good mat work here, which I didn't expect, you know, and I should have done really, because they both can really go in the ring in different ways. Joe pushes off the ropes to a headlock of his own from a headlock from Dillon, which is great. Dylan Facebuster on the apron, which is lovely. Shotgun drop kick from Joe Sedgwick. He misses the double stomp and immediately, Dylan seems to know where he's going to be, hits that spear for the pin. These were four really good matches and UKW have a fantastic product when they are wrestling. Sometimes it doesn't work when they are not wrestling and I fear they overstretch themselves. I'll be doing more of covering more of their programs in the new year and into 2024. Even if that's not welcome, I'll be doing it. I'm sure it is, though, because they've got a fantastic 
product. They are fairly local to me and I should be doing more coverage of them. And I'll put that right in the new year. What are you looking forward to that? Ta-ta.